0: Today begins a four-part series dedicated to exercising. In part one, we're going to discuss why we should exercise, how it improves our physical and emotional health, and what to do in the pre-workout phase. In part two, we'll discuss the workout phase, how much to exercise, should you change up your routine, should you exercise when you're sick, and where to get help with your exercise routine options. In part three, we'll answer what is caffeine? Where does it come from? How does it affect the body? Is it okay to use caffeine with exercise? And what are caffeine alternatives? We wrap up this series with part four, which discusses the post-workout. How long to cool down? What to do? What do I eat after I'm done? How much do I drink? What stretches to do after working out? Should I take supplements? How to handle muscle soreness and how to stay motivated to get up and do it again. Exercise is an activity requiring physical effort, carried out to sustain or improve health and fitness. The key words here are physical effort. Get moving, because when you move, things in your body move. Things like blood, lymph, and neurotransmitters like serotonin that regulate your mood, and that's a good thing. You feel more alive, your body wakes up, your mind wakes up. It's a stress reliever, and in today's world, I think we could all use some of that. But start slow, as in, do a warm up, five to 10 minutes of light exercise. It's like warming up your car. Let the juices begin to flow all throughout before you put it in drive. No need to make up for lost time, ease into it. The less injuries, the more likely you are to stick with it and make it a lifestyle. Keep it simple and remember the key here is to get moving. Welcome everyone to podcast 13. I'm your host Nikki Sterner and I'm here today with Dr. Kell. We're going to be discussing exercise. Um, remember, always consult a qualified healthcare professional before starting an exercise program. Today I wanted to start with an inspirational quote. The pessimist sees difficulty in every opportunity. The optimist sees opportunity in every difficulty. Now that's by Winston Churchill. That's one of your favorite quotes?
1: It's a good one, yes. Yeah. One I really like. You like that?
0: All right, so with exercise, can you see the opportunity and the difficulty?
1: I can, can you? That's what we're gonna talk about today. (laughs) Part Part of what we're talking about today is helping people see the opportunity and the difficulty.
0: I like that. I'm curious, I really am. Now, before we begin discussing exercise, can you tell us why are you as a chiropractor qualified to talk about exercise?
1: Well, a lot of people don't understand chiropractors. Roughly fifteen percent of the population goes to a chiropractor. Um, a lot of people think, oh, they're just back and neck guys, and you know, you got mm-hmm. neck pain, back pain, you go see a chiropractor. Um, but really, we are we go through the same education that an MD does with regard to all the basic sciences, all the diagnosis, and and hmm. information that uh, you know. You name it, and and we'll uh, put it in our notes as well and, and maybe talk about it on another program as to the detailed education of a chiropractor. But uh, um, as a doctor of chiropractic, we learn everything from how the body, you know, have, have virtually a year of, of gross anatomy. So we do all the dissecting and the mm-hmm, and anatomy, fine. the physiology, the biochemistry, the, the, the microbiology. We, we go through it all. Um, mm-hmm. But then, uh, instead of focusing on, on medications and how, how uh, uh, drugs affect the body or, or, or substances that uh, science has created affect the body, um, we study how to help the body heal itself. Um, and so uh, we have a education in, more education in nutrition and uh, um, often uh, after graduation, uh, we conti- you know, continuing education goes on and like I've done a lot of sports rehab, uh uh seminars courses as well as uh uh many other things uh related to nutrition acupuncture um, so uh do a lot of, have worked a lot with athletes over the years have have worked with professional uh football players have worked with uh, college uh wrestlers um, and uh done rehab with them as well as uh, um, helping them to resolve uh, their their injuries yeah
0: when uh- One of our earlier podcasts, you talked about how that was actually what got you interested in um, chiropractic was that you had been with the trainers in the middle school, right? Yep. You went and helped people to recover their injuries. So you deal with a lot of people that have sports
1: injuries here in the office? Well, people come to me for a variety of things, everything from uh, injuries from auto accidents to sports injuries uh, to nutrition uh, uh, to uh, also a a licensed uh, hypnotherapist. So people... Come to me with their emotional issues or overcoming their for instance uh, you know we talked talked about running with Gina uh, sometimes you know your problems there are, are 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 emotional you know you can't get over that uh, little plateau uh beyond it because there's something in your uh brain that uh, that's just not allowing you to to take that next step, and so through hypnosis you can find benefit
0: oh wow, yeah, really, mm-hmm. So what if I'm afraid to get out and exercise? I mean, why why should I push myself to exercise at this point? What if I've been sitting on the couch for the last ten years and I why should I exercise?
1: Well, the f- the first word is health, right? Uh, it's been proven time and time again that that uh, health is improved through exercise, uh, physical health, uh, emotional health, uh, both of those are big ones, um, and. Just to talk a little bit about two, why, how does it affect your health? Well, the uh, um, let's start from top to bottom. What does it do for your brain? Uh, you have uh, as you exercise, you um, release uh, serotonin, which makes you feel better. Uh, endorphins mm. are released, okay. which are your body's natural pain relievers, um, and a myriad of other uh, uh, substances that, that your body creates are released into the system to improve your. The function of your cells, uh, everything from your nerves, your blood vessels, lymphatic system, so nervous this, system, every, everything benefits from exercise because you're moving everything around, right? Uh, all the stuff starts moving in your body, all those nutrients need to get to the cells and the cells, if you're a real stagnant person, your cells are stagnant They uh, and they need to function. each it's hard for people to understand that you have millions of cells in your body and they're all individual living entities and they take in substances uh, nutrients and they produce waste and all that occurs because of the circulation in your system from the blood uh, there's actually circulation in the nerves um, and all those are improved through exercise so i was thinking like exercise if if I were to go out and run or walk or something, it
0: almost just like takes my mind away from all of the stress.
1: Big emotional <laughs> benefit, right? Yeah. What is that yeah. going on? And that's the serotonin levels. That's of the serotonin improving. that you're talking about. Um, and it just gives you improves your overall sense of well-being. If we continue to look down, physically, one of the biggest single things that research has shown is exercises reduces your chance of catching of getting cancer. And really? if you understand what causes cancer, um, it's a mutation of, of these cells. Uh, and that mutation can occur uh, um, because the cells are blocked. Uh, they're not getting rid of their waste properly. They're not taking in their nutrients properly. Uh, they can also be infected from, by viruses and bacteria, um, which can cause them to mutate as well. Uh, many cells in our body, uh, like your skin's a good example, is renewing itself. Uh, time and time again, there's seven layers of skin, your blood, uh, every 90 days you have new blood in your body created in your bones. Um, And as that uh, occurs, that that process of of, uh, recycling of cells dying off and new cells forming occurs, that's where the mutations occur. occur. So exercise keeps the cells healthy.
0: Hmm. Okay, so when I do my exercises, like right now I'm doing a stretching routine that's about Twenty-five to thirty minutes, and when I get up, I feel like everything is pumped up a little bit. So, what's going on with my
1: muscles and all of that? Fluid transition. The uh, the cells are opening up. They're taking in fluid. They're taking in nutrients um, because the blood's circulating and and going going to every part of your body. Your heart's pumping faster. It's pumping it through quicker. So it's actually that whole process of, of expelling waste and taking in nutrient speeds up. And uh, you also get uh, in your muscles um, through, through adrenaline that's, that uh, uh, is released from your adrenal glands. Uh, it preps the muscles, gets, them, um, gets those cells. I mean, a lot of people don't understand that a muscle, like the biceps muscle, um, all the cells. Uh, there, there's tons of cells in there that are that are all functioning individually, but they all work together. And so, uh, as that occurs, um, they they fill with fluid and and take in nutrients. And and the fluid coming in and out is that. That's how the nutrients come and go. And so that's why your your muscles do take in more fluid and do appear more swollen after a workout. And it also depends on the workout. We should also delineate between uh, two forms of what I call exercise and that's physical activity. And then official exercise is actually taking your body to the next level. For instance, walking to the mailbox would be physical activity. Um, I kind of look at walking unless you're bristly walking as a form of physical activity. It's really Mm -hmm. it's good for you You get him up. You're moving and moving around. So, yeah,
0: yeah, I count that as exercise.
1: Yes, and that's okay. You can, <laughs> and you should, if you if you're not a very active person. So you think you can think about it, uh, um, in a. Uh, the Department of Health and Human Services um, put on whatever credibility level you want to to put on them. Uh, where these days our our, our our trust in our government and, and our government agencies has ha, has somewhat declined of late, um, but uh, in, nonetheless they they do a lot of good. And they say that one should at least exercise 20 25 minutes a day, uh, at least at least in the form of of uh, physical activity and preferably uh, more uh, moderate exercise. Mm. But it depends on the person, you know. Um, It really is significant as to what level you're at uh, and where you start and where you begin.
0: So when we exercise, when I finish, I feel like better about myself for some reason. I feel like, oh, my gosh, I accomplished something. (laughs) Even if it's like, you know, even just stretching or or walking or whatever, I just feel better about myself. So is there something tied into, like, emotional health and, like, depression? And I mean, with right now with COVID, everybody's been at home, there's a lot of depression and um, just anxiety and fear. And do you feel like exercise
1: helps that? Yes, exercise helps you focus on the positive. Like our initial statement there, you know, seeing uh, where we Read that again there, would you?
0: Oh, the pessimist sees difficulty in every opportunity, and the optimist sees opportunity in every difficulty.
1: Yeah, well, exercise helps you see opportunity in every difficulty, Um, because you get out and you you start moving, and your heart starts pumping, your lungs start filling with air, and it's not always, it doesn't always feel great while you're doing it, especially if you're pushing yourself. That's true. but in the end, like you say, after after you're done, you. That's why I always recommend you do your exercise in the morning. Um, it, it's okay to do it in the afternoon, the evening. Uh, um, in fact, mild exercise, uh, very mild exercise before bed can help you sleep uh, mm. better. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the whole process is just that you you need to recognize that that it isn't easy, but it's worth it.
0: Does exercise help with, like, thought processing and dementia?
1: Yes. Oh, big one, big one. Research shows that uh, ex- consistent exercise can slow down the, the progressive nature of dementia, timer's disease, and, mm. and uh, yeah, all, all the cognitive functions are improved through exercise. You think about and maybe it. because the, brain, the blood is getting to the brain, all yeah. those like I mentioned before. It's not just going to the muscles, it's going to the brain and it's taking nutrients to the brain cells and taking away the, the brain cells produce waste, too.
0: Yeah, just keep moving because the more you sit, the more stagnant everything gets, right? And Mm -hmm. things don't move around your body as well. Yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. So let's get into a little bit more of the pre-workout now, if that's okay. Sure. Can we talk about um, what to do for a warm-up for like a beginner? Let's talk about the person who's been on the couch for 20 years and they just want to start, but how do they start their warm-up? You can't just go running.
1: Well, I really need to mention too, what kind of a person are you as far as physically? Are you thin? Are you overweight, significantly overweight, mildly overweight? Um, all those things one needs to take into account because typically, even if you're somewhat sedentary, but you're, you're reasonably fit in the sense that you're not overweight, um, some people just naturally don't gain weight. They can eat all they want and they never gain a pound. Those are the people most of us don't don't like. right? <laughs> yeah, right. Because uh, I've never Dang been that it. way. Me um, either. But... Uh, Neither. Th- 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 Interestingly enough too, uh, research shows that they're the person who who is thin and they can eat all they want, their system tends to run inefficiently. Because the one who carries a little bit of a tire around their waist, which is shown in research not to be that healthy, but it's it, it's it, the body's able to function on less and so it stores what it doesn't need. And oh, whereas someone whose <laughs> body is metabolism is running very high all the time they tend to need to eat more food, and and they don't store as much. So just know that little extra weight may help you if you're if you if you get lost in the desert, uh, live a little longer than the other guy. But uh, sweet, um, <laughs> thank well, you. Back to the the warm up. Back to the warm up part of it. Um, if you're really heavy, if you haven't exercised in a long time, just walking back and forth to the mailbox, taking a walk around the block. Uh, you know, start out short distances. Do what you can. I mean, I, I've met people that. <laughs> they sit and talk for a while, they get winded. Um, That's true. Yeah. And uh, those kind of people just start moving around in your house. Get up, walk around more. Um, consider it all physical exercise. I mean, physical activity. So in that sense, just, you know, I know people stuck in a wheelchair. Okay, move your arms, move your neck, move your head. Uh, plenty of exercises out there for those those areas. You just need to get the circulation going.
0: Okay, what about for the person who works out maybe once a week? What do Um, they need to do?
1: Well, they're already probably doing what they need to do with regard to a a pre-workout in in a way, but you don't want to go straight into exercise. Uh, You want to warm up. You want to do light, I would recommend light um, exercise with just minimal strain on the muscles. Uh, Is that like cycling at the gym? Like... You yeah, cycling is a great one. It's a good Cycle, one to warm up. Cycling was a great one. Going on the stair stepper, going on the uh, uh, the treadmill, all those things, and and you don't want to, you know, you want to go slow. Do you uh, do like five or, or ten workout. minutes.
0: How, how long? Yeah, I would say a do?
1: pre-workout is five minutes. Five minutes. Um, depends on you and your condition, uh, your pre-weight. Week workout for some people might be your whole workout for the day. Uh, if you're yeah. just if you're very sedentary and not in very good health, uh, do you stretch before you work out? Uh, no, stretching, uh, no stretching. Okay. No, I you know it used to be thought that there's lots of people out there still, even a lot of high schools and junior highs where they're having them do a bunch of stretches before the event or activity. And and I always recommend warming up. They found that uh, okay. too much stretching uh, before an exercise. Uh, affects the muscle spindles. So snapping occurs um, and can cause more tearing if you stretch too much before your workout. Uh, so I always recommend, uh, you know, mild. if you're going to stretch, do it very mild. Uh, that can be part of your workout, but it shouldn't be forced stretching. It should more be active stretching, and that's just contracting the muscles while they're stretching.
0: Like walking and kicking your leg out as you go type sure. active stretching? yeah. Okay. Now let's talk about um, what kinds of foods to eat before?
1: Well, depends again on the person. If if you're the uh, the person who is heavier, you're just going to do a little physical activity. It probably doesn't make a whole lot of difference. If you've gotten past that stage and you're now into your exercise routine and you're you're one who does mild to moderate exercise for twenty, twenty-five, thirty minutes a day, um, I don't re- recommend more than drinking water. Uh, it uh, just O- or some or some juice um, although I wouldn't do anything high in high in carbohydrates um, you know if you're gonna juice some vegetables or things like that that's probably good okay. um, but uh, uh, heavy amounts of carrot juice orange juice apple juice those kinds of things are very high in sugar mm. um, so they really affect your insulin levels um, and and so I don't recommend that before your workout uh, um you just want to drink water. If, if you're running, like Gina, uh, she mentioned that uh, it takes about two and a half hours to burn up your fat and uh, glycogen stores in your muscle, uh, you also have them all around your liver. Um, so you've got that energy there. However, um, we should also mention someone who let's say someone who consistently walks. Every day they go out and they walk a couple miles a day. Mm-hmm. Um, the way their body stores fat and glycogen in the muscles is different than someone who goes out and runs two miles or five miles or 20 miles, whatever it might be, um, whatever their daily routine might be, or a cyclist, um, stores it differently and it utilizes it differently. Uh, for instance, someone who consistently walks a lot, they may still have a hard time if they change up their routine and start running, Um, or cycling or doing something else uh, because their body's got to get used to the new process of the way they're metabolizing everything they uh, um so that just depends on you and who you are and and as to how to do that i I always recommend um if you're going to start a routine uh, we can give you the basic information but if you don't know what you're doing you really need to Get together with an exercise coach of some kind, mm-hmm. but whether it's the, at the trainer at the gym mm-hmm. or uh, someone like Gina. Um, you really need that.
0: My daughter Kelsey, she's um, doing basketball at the high school. They have been training at uh, Crunch Fitness. It's not far from here, and they have a trainer that she's been meeting with, and so. They take them through specific exercises for basketball that help with agility and quick feet and stuff like that. And so she's really enjoying it. It's not like a really physically demanding workout, but it's very, it's very good. You know, it's very targeted to what she needs and she looks forward to it and it gives her a boost of confidence. You know, she's working outside of the team to really make herself better so she can add more, you know, and you know, bring herself to the level that she needs to be at athletically. So, yeah, you definitely can find specific help for what you're trying to accomplish through a trainer at a gym or...
1: Yeah, and, and you mentioned uh, the trainers focused on the basketball. Every sport really, um, obviously there's overlap, but uh, every sport has its own set of exercises and routines you should do to prepare and improve your ability to perform that sport. And yeah. so finding someone who's specifically... Uh, Able to, you're not going to go to piano teacher to learn the guitar, right? right? So you want someone who who knows what they're doing related to the type of activity you're wanting to perform. If it's just general, get out there, get exercising and get working out. That that's pretty simple and basic. You know, you do a general overall body routine, uh, working muscles of the upper body and extremities and the lower body and extremities. You know, just simple walking and moving your upper and lower body while you're walking is is giving you motion throughout your whole body running increases the blood flow uh, to everywhere it it, it, we kind of talked a little bit about about why to do this i kind of want to mention a little more about the body and its function and and how it benefits from just even the basic most basic of exercises and uh, someone who's a diabetic it can help improve especially type 2 diabetes type 1 should exercise as well but type 2 um, finds the biggest benefit and and that helps balance your blood sugar. Which um, one's type 2? Is that the one? Late onset, something you get oh, okay. later in life, uh, typically the type 1 you're born with. Okay. Um, and and, and, and it goes back to function of the pancreas. The beta cells in the pancreas are, are affected. They're either not functioning, you don't have enough of them, or they stop working. Um, and type 2 is related to them. their function usually decreases. Um, and so you can improve the function of the pancreas and those cells through exercise. Uh, diet is a big part of that as well. But uh, the lungs, improving lung function, improving you know your cardiovascular system, uh, cor- coronary artery disease, you know, placking of the vessels. That, you know, we've all heard about HDL and LDL, good fats, bad fats, cholesterol, triglycerides, all those things on and on. Well, exercise helps balance those things out in the system properly, so everything continues to function better along with that exercise you need to put in the proper nutrients but I, but exercise in and of itself is a huge benefit even if you haven't been able to yet improve your diet.
0: I have a question this is kind of off topic do you have any idea how to fix like varicose veins varicose veins are a have anything to tough do with one. like
1: the plaque and the varicose arteries, veins or what no that's that is a dysfunction of the venous valves uh, in the legs they become weak and so as your heart pumps, it pushes the blood through your blood vessels all through your body. Arteries goes through your first goes out of the heart into the arteries, and then it returns to your heart through through the uh, veins. And so, uh, varicose veins are uh, part of that system, as and, and they happen to occur in your legs specifically because the valves, uh, the little flaps in the in the vessels, basically, they're designed as like they they they're one one way valves. Um, okay. To where they, they open up as, as the pressure is felt to push heart, blood towards the heart. And then they go back to, to stop the blood from going backwards um, when, mm. or pooling when uh, the heart, you know, as it beats, it pumps. And so you have a motion there where it's pushing and then stagnant, pushing, stagnant. And so what happens to varicose veins? The, uh, the blood's pooling in your legs and then they swell up and, and then you see that oftentimes people you know the other problem that people get um, that is not specific to the bowels but same problems similar problem is is fluid building up in the tissues and then you you see a lot of people with with that in their legs so how do they fix that exercise is always helpful it does help. can can you fix a varicose vein Um, you know that the answer is maybe uh, yeah. It depends on you and how bad they are, and and uh, if they're beginning stages, uh, I would. There's many things you can do to help improve the nutrition to your vascular system. Exercising is always good for everything. So yes, exercising. I would always recommend exercise if you're dealing with varicose veins. Does it directly help them? I I think I think because you have, a, a, they are a form of muscle tissue, um, though very tiny, tiny. They they. Uh, um, can be strengthened. Hmm.
0: Okay. So, a recap for the pre-workout, you recommend warming up five, maybe ten minutes with bicycling or walking, something to get your muscles moving. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't really recommend a lot of food beforehand. And you, can, and
1: you can do the same exercises you do in your workout. Just do it in a mild form in a slow form. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's well, yeah. say you're gonna you're gonna go get on the treadmill and you're gonna run ten miles on the treadmill. I always recommend for the first. Few minutes, um, go really slow in a minute. Just walk on the treadmill. Go to pace, a couple miles per hour, um, until you speed it up. You know to where you're running, you know seven to ten miles an hour, depending on who you are and what you can do.
0: Yeah, and you said um, water, just drink water. water. Keep drinking
1: water. Keep drinking water. Your electrolyte levels aren't going to be totally depleted uh, for for a couple hours as well. So um, unless you're already depleted, if you have a really poor diet, you may already be depleted in those things. So part of the pre-workout should also be considering what you're eating and preparing for those things. Eating the right foods, not necessarily, oh, I'm going to exercise now. Let me go eat something that's good. You should just be on a daily basis putting good nutrients into your system so that when you go to exercise, your body already has all the good stuff in it to utilize so it can send all that good stuff to the cells while you're exercising. What if you're starving before you work out? Is like if you some, get up in yeah. the morning like, and, you
0: eat, and like, you're berries hungry? berries or a smoothie or something? Um,
1: you know, yeah. Li- liquids will always be the best if you yeah. feel like you need to have something.
0: Okay. And then you said don't really do a bunch of stretching. You could do some active stretching, but nothing
1: no i wouldn't i wouldn't do any heavy stretching before a workout because no uh, you're more likely to get an injury you don't the work, want that during during the workout yep especially yeah. if you're someone who does moderate to to extreme exercise uh to the average person um probably not gonna hurt them that much but yes yeah. all right well thank you, you know, so a much weightlifter yeah. somebody does squats um, you, you definitely want to do some really lightweight first and most people that are into Weightlifting know this already, but it, maybe you walk into the gym today and like, I just got a membership. And what are those guys doing? You're looking around, seeing whatever. Okay, I'll go do that. And next thing you know, you are yourself because you don't really know what you're doing. That's where if you if you always recommend if you join a gym and you don't know what you're doing, uh, spend a little time with the trainer. Yeah. And let him make sure he knows what your goals are. What are you trying to accomplish? Because he may just go give you a bunch of stuff to do, not really knowing. So you, you should try to focus on. Where you want to go and what you want to accomplish
0: all right so we talked about why we should exercise what it does for our mental health um also what to do in the pre-workout and in the next podcast we're going to talk about what to actually do during the workout so i'm looking forward to discussing that with you too dr kell great me too all right if you learned anything today go ahead and tag a friend or a family member and pass this along We will talk to you next week. Thanks, everybody.
2: While we make every effort to broadcast correct information, we are still learning. We will double-check all facts, but realize that medicine is a constantly changing science and art. One doctor may have a different way of doing things from another. We are simply presenting our views on how to live a healthy lifestyle that will be as evidence-based as possible. We welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors. We take no money from drug or device companies. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. Under no circumstances shall Dr. Kel Fullerton, or any guests, or any contributors to the podcast, or any employees, associates, or affiliates of Dr. Kel Fullerton be responsible for damages arising from use of this podcast. This blog should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis of expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on this podcast our website, blog, and podcasts are all HIPAA compliant. While you may give your email address to subscribe to the website posts or to post information on the website blog, we will never share your email address or contact information with any third parties without your explicit permission. The contents of Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast and the show notes are all copyrighted. All blog posts podcasts and show notes that are distributed to the public for free can be redistributed via hard copy or electronic copy for free only if health talk with dr kell is included as the acknowledged author within the actual media that is being redistributed the health talk with dr kell podcast is a production of the orange stack with executive producers dr kell fullerton and eric hammond and hosts nikki sterling